Welcome to Shelter and Sound, a Chirp Radio program. In this limited series, we're speaking with musicians, artists, and local tastemakers who are making it work while staying at home. These folks are finding creative ways to stay connected to fans and each other. As always, you can count on us to bring the music to you. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. I'm Jesse D. I'm with Chirp Radio, and I'm here with Kyle. Hey, uh, Kyle Lavalley from Sleeping Village here. I'm the talent buyer uh, for the club and uh, all things SV. It seems like the, um, I was just going back through your social media. The announcement to close was mid-March, and then the GoFundMe right. was pretty quickly announced after that. Can you tell me about what it was like to make the decision to close up Sleeping Village for the short term? It was um, super difficult, <laughs> you know, uh, to sum it up. Um, we made the decision to close the club before the actual shelter in place or any of the, you know, government mandated restrictions kind of went into place just because things were happening so quickly that we really wanted to ensure, you know, the safety of everyone, but our staff and um, our customers, uh, touring artists, everyone, uh, just making sure that there was no making sure that we were on top of things until we knew more and not putting anyone in danger, essentially. So we had um, our last touring show with Proto Martyr on uh, March 12th and then, yeah, shut down a few days later and have just been kind of taking it day by day since then and trying to figure out in this new atmosphere how to kind of rebuild things and, and how to work with other promoters. You know, we're a part of Civil, the Chicago Independent Venue League. Through that have also become uh, one of the founding members of NEVA, the National Independent Venue Association, which has grown in tremendous numbers over the last few weeks, as all of these other independent clubs and promoters across the country have kind of built this network to try to figure out how to save our businesses. Um, you know, right now we're just in survival mode more than anything else to get government funding to help the entirety of the concert industry, you know, by providing financial support. So, so civil seems like it was kind of a unique organization in that the Chicago venue scene is very close knit and pretty long standing and pretty established. Civil kind of folded into Neva or like helped inspire it because it happened so quickly, right? Neva was established in early April. Yeah, there there are a number of organizations like Civil. Um, you know, the great thing about Civil is um, initially everyone came together in response to the proposed Live Nation Megaplex in Lincoln Yards. It since kind of evolved into a resource for all of the member venues, which is really, you know, the majority of venues in Chicago to just bring the community closer together and, and to be kind of a sounding board when one venue has been going through a weird thing with their licensing for everyone else to kind of help out. But now it's, it's a different situation entirely, um, with the pandemic on our hands, you know, uh, and so yes, we, we were early in helping organize with Neva. You know, we were there in like the first few weeks and it's only been, you know, I guess six or seven weeks now, but it went from, you know, 40 members to, I think now it's over 2000 or, or close to, you know, it really grows exponentially every day. And there are all of these different subcommittees of people who are working on procedures for reopening and, and building different guides and infrastructure for when tours do start to go back up again um, for artists and agents to be able to see you know, who's operating potentially at a reduced capacity or who's closed, unfortunately, for the time being, you know, everyone's going to have kind of a different situation. But 
we're really working together to kind of organize all of the individual state and city, you know, codes and reopening plans to make really informed decisions, which is very powerful when you get a bunch of, you know, kind of independent rock and rollers together to, uh, to kind of drop their guards and all work together to save each other, really, you know, not just to save ourselves, but to save live music, which is the reason why we're all here and doing this. It's not for any kind of like monetary value for most of us. We've all kind of signed up to do this because we really love it. And to feel all of that community and passion around all, um, both civil and Eva has been really the thing that's been getting me by uh, the last few weeks, you know? Will you tell me a little bit about NEVA, the National Independent Venue Association? So NEVA, NEVA was founded yes. um, by a group of different promoters all across the country. Um, the president is Dana Frank from First Avenue. She's an absolute badass and has always been uh, like a hugely aspirational figure in my life in music. So it's awesome to see just like from her perspective and and how dedicated she's been to this cause. But really everyone on the board and all of the venues are constantly, um, you know, offering really strong and sage input and advice. And there's a number of people on the board who all, you know, that are just heavy hitters in their respective worlds and, and uh, cities. Um, and as I said before, you know, civil and all of these other kind of smaller uh, city or statewide groups of promoters that have kind of banded together for different causes over time. And their communities have all also joined ranks with Neva. So it's a really strong and kind of amazing group of creative thinkers and weirdos and people who really care about this and also like really haven't done anything else or, or don't have any intention to do anything else except for have a life in music. So we're all kind of a support system to each other as much as we are an association, just, you know, kind of like looking at each other on these Zoom calls being like, we're, but we can like figure something out, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's a really great organization. Um, and there's tons of information on their website about how people can activate their legislature um, or their Congress people to help us spread the word. Just in my own personal social media feeds, Sleeping Village has been the most active from day one of this pandemic, um, which is one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you. I feel like they were very ahead of the curve, like you mentioned, with closing Ooh. before the shelter in place was announced. They were the first employee GoFundMe that I saw. They also were able to pivot to curbside pickup pretty quickly. And since then have been posting lots of check-in with staff, artist promos, throwback pictures from other shows, the call to design the t-shirt, reminders about the, like just all, all kinds of stuff all the time that feels very positive and helpful. Do you think you could speak to what the social media? It seems on a day-to-day -day kind of like things are just worrying past me sometimes, but we have, I think, tried to stay very on top of things, uh, as they develop and make sure, first and foremost, that as soon as things shut down, we were trying to take care of our staff with the GoFundMe right away and promoting that in a way that hopefully hasn't felt forced or, or gimmicky, but has, has been like a real, you know, like these are the people behind your experience every time you come to a show 
or come grab a drink at the bar, hang out at the patio, like whether you know them or not, you know, they're, they're people who really make Sleeping Village what it is. And, um, that was the, the primary concern right out the gate, just making sure that we had some systems in place with the GoFundMe and internally to take care of everybody. Um, and then, yeah, just, just, you know, keeping the voice of the brand, um, I think informative and also fun is the wrong word because nothing's fun right now, but, um, I guess light in a way where, where we want to engage people and talk about local artists and the things that are important to the venue, no matter what's going on. Like there are, there are just some things that we feel really passionately about, like supporting local artists, um, drinking great beer, you know, all of those cornerstones, I still think we're able to touch even if we can't fully be open as a business and be fully operational. Um, the curbside pickup that you mentioned, you know, that's a way for us to have one person one day a week getting some work behind the bar. Um, and, you know, to hopefully be providing some people in the neighborhood with some awesome beers that they can't find elsewhere. Um, and that's been really cool to see the support for that program as well. sets the Chicago music scene apart from? I think the Chicago scene right now from the eras that I have seen and, you know, semi-actively participated in to a degree, uh, the scene now is, is unlike anything else I've seen. And, and again, like I've, when I haven't been in Chicago, I've been in other awesome music cities like Madison, Wisconsin and in Nashville, Tennessee, you know, places that are touted for, really cool, even just like local DIY communities. But Chicago just has a very different vibe right now to me between, you know, people that have their own solo project, but also in two other bands that sound completely differently. You know, I'm, I'm saying this as like kind of a, a general description of someone, but I'm sure most people that are listening to this could probably think of a few people that fit that. I just, I think it's very uh, collaborative right now. There's not a lot of bullshit, like ego or posturing. I mean, I'm sure that there is, but the people that I watch and deal with, I think, and just kind of like the the people that we work with at Sleeping Village as a whole on the artist tip are always just super rad and appreciative and cool. And I just think everyone's really friendly right now, which is awesome. And I hope that it stays that way. Um, I really think that everyone right now has kind of... Um, you know, just been kind of working on their own thing, but also like holding other people up, which I think is just really cool. Like no one's, no one's off on their own trip so hard that they're not like appreciating or respecting what other people are working on. And that's super rare and super magical and super important. And part of the reason why I wanted to come back here and be a part of Sleeping Village and help have a, have a home for that to be explored more is really like the dream. So I can't wait to do more of that. <laughs> My name's Jess. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Yes. Patio beer is on me. See you at Sleeping Village soon. <laughs> Thanks 
for listening to Shelter and Sound, a Chirp radio program and podcast. Tune in next week to hear more about the creative ways artists are coping and connecting during these unprecedented times. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit us on the web at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.